what up? What up? We are back. I think we did it two weeks in a row. I think we made it. I can't remember if we did this last week. I think we did. Um, so let you know, consecutive weeks, Judd's Buds episode 62. Um, as always, your host, Spoke Z. And as always, joined by my good buddy, Hoppy Hoppy. How we doing? We're doing. There's obviously a lot to talk about in the hockey world right now, but we are we are good. We are pouring a beer after a very long, shitty day of work. So let's do it. Yep the uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs so far do not suck. But what is that? What is that beer you got going, dude, buddy? We got a golf it's a ball. Golf ball. And Shooter McGavin is the name. Barrel Theory Brewery. Everyone already knows that follows our shit. Incredible beer, like top five brewery in the state, right by the X, and even sell the jumbo cans, crowlers for those who are aficionados at the X. Anyone that's either going to the game should crush those. Anyone that's not should pick up the new four packs of Shooter McGavin, which, like, that's just a fucking brilliant name for a beer. Who doesn't want to drink a Shooter McGavin? Shooter should send some to Boston. Just hook me up. Um, and oh, by the way, you said crowler. Is that what you said? That's yeah. what the uh, aficionados call it. If you're like me and you're just a rat uh, and you drink, you know, whatever, uh, they're slammers. You know, that's what we get. TD Garden, the fucking 25 ounce slammers. That's the only, it's still not a good deal. I'll be honest with you. It's a pretty terrible deal. I, I'm going to start calling them that. I'm going to the game uh, as people listen, I guess, tonight. And I'm absolutely going to have a Barrel Theory slammer. I think I'm pretty sure, uh, if I recall correctly, he's doing the same one as last year for the start of the playoffs. It was called Dollar Bill Thrill. So oh, it's good. I don't. I don't even remember that. But but most likely because I'm out here and I did not go. Did you? Just, did you just lick the can? It was dripping and it was about to fall on me. So yes, I did. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, it's, it's actually uh, one of those uh, flavored labels. That's uh, cool. Oh yeah, Tastes yeah. It's a... like like true golf ball. So yeah, scratch and sniff. Um, but uh, let me see that can one more time. Put that up there. The thing is bananas. It shooter. Yeah, look at that fucking golf ball theme. Love it. Love it. Um, I mean, shooter. So uh, the playoffs. Um, holy shit. It's been complete chaos, like, the whole thing, like, every game, other than, like, Carolina. Actually, I, you know what? Carolina, the Islanders got fucking chaotic, uh, as you're listening to this, I guess, two nights ago. Uh, that first game sucked, but a lot of drama in the other one, and now fucking uh, they lose Tara Vinen down there in Carolina. So now there's, like, every series has been complete fucking chaos. Um, I mean, what are you thinking? Like this playoffs, have you just been watching every second like I have, or have you just been doing Minnesota? I mean, where are you at with these fucking playoffs, dude? I've been very in and out just because I've had a lot going on. Like most years, it's literally, nope, don't talk to me the first week of the playoffs because I'm watching every single game. Um, and I actually had every intention of bouncing back and forth between the Wild game and the Oilers game for game one. I didn't even watch a second of the Oilers game because I was so glued to the absolute insanity, which I mean, we'll dive way more into here uh, later in the show. But 
yes, like so far, everything's been chaos. I mean, most of the series are one, one as of now, like, and it's going a direction where that could certainly happen. Biggest one for me that like people seem shocked by that doesn't shock me in the slightest is Winnipeg beating Vegas. Like I picked Winnipeg in that series. Yeah, I wanted to. For some reason, I was like, no, that can't fucking happen. I think it was because Winnipeg was just playing like fucking dog shit. I, I guess realistically, until like the last, like, I guess five or six games of the year, they turned it on once bonus called them out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, because I remember like halfway through the year, I was like, I can't tell if this team's like for real, but like they're going. And then they just played like shit for like two, three months. Like the deadline happened and they sucked. Like they, they improved their roster a little bit, like by adding Niederreiter, and I think like nobody else. I can't remember if they did add anyone else. Does it. I'd be like, still, that makes them a little bit better, whatever. Uh, but they like sucked, like they were terrible, and they barely made the fucking playoffs. So, and in my head, I was just like, I couldn't see it. But realistically, they did start kicking, and I mean, the big dogs are going. If Pierre Luc Dubois gave a shit every game, like. He's a menace. Like, he's filthy. And he's big. He's mean. He's, I mean, I wouldn't put him in, like, the, like, heavyweight tough category, but he plays nasty. And, he, but he's just so fucking good. That's why he went so high in the draft. And he, he's kind of a, a more, I'd say, more skilled act. Yeah. Yeah. He's more, he's got a lot more, like, that natural skill. But, like, if he brought it, like, Eck does every game, like, in front of the net, like, he would be unbelievable if he was he playing no, Montreal. If, when he goes to Montreal, future <laughs> Montreal Canadian Pierre Luc Dubois might be a fucking problem. That and my life will be miserable here in Boston, dude. Because that team, the prospects they have coming, once he fucking goes there, he I I feel like he already signed an eight by eight uh, illegally, and he probably bought a house. Like he's probably got, got he he already has a locker. Like he's probably already got a stall there in the locker room there. Um, that's going to make my life miserable when they're fucking really fucking good and the Bruins stink. Uh, that's going to suck. But he's, he's, he's a beast. What did he score twice the other night? Is that what he have to? No, Lowry scored twice. Lowry scored twice. It's that last one, they went tic-tac-toe. Holy shit. Uh, that was filthy. And then Morgan Barron, 75 zips, dude. Oh, my God. That was terrifying. Like, oh, God, that could have been people like he almost lost the night. I was like, he almost fucking lost his life, dude. <laughs> the whole skate was like in his head. Like, he fucking, he was like, yeah, I'm good. He came back in. Jesus, you'd never see me again. You literally would never see me again. Like, not even just in hockey. You would, I would never, I would be afraid to go outside if my fucking face went through someone's skate. But, right. uh, fucking hockey guy. He's probably going to score next game, too probably gonna snipe anyways am, am, um, I, am i a psycho for picking seattle no oh maybe a little bit a little bit but man like we i actually kind of want to spend a few minutes on this series because that game dude seattle man like they're such a weird team like they're a team of depth right like even a guy like mccanny what he Score 37 he scored 40. He scored Did he 40, 40 and Pittsburgh begged. They they said, we cannot have this player on our team. It is killing everything that's going on. Please, please take him. Get rid of him now. And actually, I, he went through 
Toronto. Toronto. So they, that's the be best. That's my favorite. That's <laughs> sneaky. My favorite part. They fucking <laughs> traded for him to lose him. They literally like we just want to get this guy, so you take him. And uh, what a fucking shit kicking other night, by the way. Smell you later, bunting, you loser. Um, anyways, I, I, I am the biggest Tampa Bay fan right now because I would oh, absolutely I love, love for Kyle Dubas to be the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's a good call. Um, real fun. Man, what he would do with that roster, like the fucking math. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but it's, but Seattle, dude, they're just like a team of depth everywhere. They don't have, it doesn't really seem like they have anyone that you would put like, yeah, that's a number one, this position anywhere. Right. And well, I love it. I even said it from the beginning. Everyone's like, oh, Jared McCann, the perfect center to pick up. I'm like, he's better as a wing. And sure as shit, here he is playing first line wing with Maddie Beneers. But I, I don't want to oversimplify it. But am I crazy for basically saying if they get average or above average goaltending, they can, maybe even should win the series. But if the goaltending fails, they are just donezo. Like the goaltending is what's going to decide it and a fun little revenge game, revenge series factor there with Grubauer. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still think the thing with Col- the thing with that series, dude, like Colorado just legitimately hasn't been healthy the entire year. Obviously, no Lannis Gog fucking really hurts. The fact that Newhook didn't take the jump they wanted him to take, and they, instead of really doing anything of note, they went out and got, like, Eller to fill the center role. Uh, they got Jack um, Johnson. Oh, yeah, true. That's a good point. Um, I do think, I mean, you have to, like, is going to have another gear he's going to find. I mean, he was also killing people the other night. I, I mean, I... Something tells me game two might be a shit kicking. Like, I mean, I think Colorado might end up like fucking just laying it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fucking ass fans were booing and shit. It's like, all right, simmer down. Jesus I, love, I love how their media after the game, like it Seattle didn't do anything right. It, it's got nothing to do with how they played. It's that the avalanche, every single player played the worst game of their careers. And that will not happen ever again. Like, it's just so funny how they're warped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is just an interesting matchup, though, because, like, Seattle's just a team of, like, really good depth, just solid depth. It feels like they're a team of third liners and second pair D, like, everywhere. So it's interesting, and I cannot wait to see that barn. Seattle in the playoffs is going to be absolutely electric, and the fact that they just stole home ice is I love it. So, man, can you imagine if they end up fucking taking the defending champs out? That'd be sick. Oh, my God. Everything fell over. I mean, I don't think there's a possible world where the first time that an expansion team makes it to the playoffs, they could possibly go on any kind of run. Can't happen. Never happened before. No, never once. No, never once. Um, Can we say on the, the Vegas and Winnipeg series? Winnipeg should have won the Stanley Cup that year. Like Vegas, they were kicking. Beat them. Like Washington is thrilled that they didn't have to play Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg takes them down, but somehow Vegas does it, and Washington's like, okay, yeah. I still, oh god, that love that Winnipeg team is fucking awesome. They were just a bunch of mutants, dude. Oh my god. 
just all like 6'6", 240. Just Back when their blue line was their identity. Buffling. Dude, their, yeah. their blue line was scary. Big buff. And then in like a year and a half, they lost all of it. Such a beauty. Big buff. I love that guy. Just ripping it up now, dipping and fishing. That's all he does. And he apparently every once in a while throw on the fucking boots and go like play men's league and someone will take a picture. But uh, God, that guy's such a, I love that guy. He, I, the NHL misses him so much, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, never get over the like just image of him holding two people back without even trying. Was, there's in the same series, there's another one. Someone like crashed into Winnipeg's net, and you, I forget who it was. I can't remember if it was Vegas or not, but like the camera, fucking the uh net cam that's in there is like right above the guy's head, and you can see him like looking at Buff, like, oh no, I didn't mean to <laughs> fucking Buff. Like, God said, he's like. You can see the life leave the dude's body. It's so funny. <laughs> I wish I could remember who it was. I gotta find that clip. But like, it's just such a good angle. The net cam as the guy sees Buff coming to rip him out of the net. <laughs> He's just like, oh no, no, fucking unbelievable! What a beauty. Oh god. Anyways, thirteen yeah. minutes in. I can. Since you're the uh, since you're the one that keeps on the rails here, I'll be honest with you. I cannot. I already forgot where we said we would go next. So why don't you take the uh, reins here, please? Yeah, yeah. Pretty abbreviated uh, prospect talk here today, but definitely have to get into first and foremost. It's finally done. Ink to paper, dried. Yurov's playing one more year in the KHL. Is that like? Let's just start with the fact, is that bizarre to you that it's a one-year deal? Like, does that put him in a weird spot where they're going to dog him again and not play him because they want him to sign another extension? Um, I mean, usually it isn't one year, so that's like the one thing that's weird about it. I don't necessarily believe it's anything about holding that over his head. I, yeah, and So the big thing for me is I thought it was good that he stayed over there. Like, first of all, he's not ready to come over. Like, it, the last two years have not helped him, that's for sure. Uh, this year he played a little bit more, but even then he was still up and down. Some games he played 32 seconds, some games he played zero, and then other games they'd just like throw him on for 12 minutes. But Medellary, they had a not great year for them, um, and their coach gets gassed. They have a coaching change, which also should, in theory, help that he's got kind of a clean slate uh, with a new coach. And I – he also is better than half the fucking team. So like, they're going to have to play him if they want to win games here. Cause there were so many games. They like, weren't scoring and they put him on the ice again for like two and a half minutes. And he'd still put up like four shots on net. Like he's a talented fucking player. And at this point, like one year to me means it is, I, I would be surprised if he extended again over there, but um, I don't necessarily think the combination of the coaching change, he's a year older um, and he did extend. I don't think they're going to hold that over his head. I think at that point, they probably know he's gone anyways. But again, the big thing for me is just like the coaching change. And I think it's going to be great for him to have another, ideally full season over there playing regular minutes. And then he can come over him and who's and Dinov will be up at the same time. So you got both Russians coming over. And um, what's that? And Ugrin. That'll be fun. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens with him. Um, he's playing phenomenal, by the way. That series, he's in the Allsvenskan final to uh, get promoted, and he's well. He might not be leading them anymore because he didn't put up a point this week, but he was leading with points, shots on goal, goals, plus minus, 
he was like he was leading uh Jugard and everything, so he's been a stud, by the way. Um, so potentially, yeah, but like if, when you're looking but with Yurov, though, I think it's good that he's gonna again be playing in the K. I'd rather have him have a regular role, even if it's like a middle six, 12 to 15 minutes a night in the KHL, where there's a lot of focus on offense and let his confidence grow over there somewhat out of the spotlight, then come over and play in like Tim Army's AHL Iowa Wild. Like, I think this is significantly the KHL is better than the AHL. I don't think that's like a big thing. Like, I think I don't think I'll upset anybody over here by by saying that. Uh, who knows? I will. But um, I think it's a better league. I think he will get regular minutes next season, and I think that's better for his development. Again, you like he also does not need the spotlight at this point any more than he. Like people were just wondering what was going on. Why wasn't he playing? I think just him being able to be over there at home. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. Because he's not, again, he's not even close to ready for the NHL. Um, the last two years didn't help him for sure. But I think this will be good for his development. And again, he can come over with Huzadinov at the same time. We'll see what happens. Huzadinov will be close to NHL ready by the time he comes over for sure. Like he might be ready like when, like actually right away when he comes over. Who knows? Because he's been a stud this season in Russia. But um, all in all, I like, I kind of like that it wasn't two years to be honest. But again, I'd rather have him playing in the KHL, assuming he gets regular minutes with this coaching change, um, than coming over and like playing however long in fucking Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to see him like line mates, like no disrespect, but like to, like fucking Patrick Curry or Brandon Baddock. Like I don't need to see him like on a line with those guys. I really don't. Or Mitch Balmas, who did score the other day though in their playoff game. Congrats sure. to Iowa Wild. Second time they've made the playoffs, but um, I think it'll be good for him. Again, all assuming this coaching change results with him uh, getting regular minutes over there. I think that's a that's a better development path curve for him, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, no, it's good because I, I, I he's not he's not ready yet. So um, let him let him go play in the KHL. He does not need to go play in fucking Iowa. So good for him. Yeah. Now you you hit on who's Nadinov there essentially being NHL ready when he comes over, will he be more or less NHL ready than Brock Faber? Uh, I mean, Faber's an NHL player. Like what a transition. Holy shit. Like he literally lost the most devastating game of his life, signed a contract in NHL. What fucking like 18 hours later, if that, and then he played his first game immediately comes in and, I mean, what he's been one of their four best defensemen since he signed. Um, I thought he would be an ad, like an adequate player. Like I thought like he's that good that he could transition right from the NA or uh, college to be like, he can fit in, in the NHL, like whether that's a bottom pair guy playing limited, limited minutes, not really, um, you know, not given like significant ice time against like the other team's big time players. He's still somewhat sheltered in what he's doing now, but like I did not think he would be out there. His first what three games, he blocked twelve shots. And again, he blocked what six in his first game. <laughs> like what a maniac! Uh, and I love the uh, um, uh, humbleness when he's just like, yeah, I, that he makes the ridiculous diving uh, block with the stick in overtime in game one versus Dallas. And he, the first thing he says, well, I mean, I turned the fucking puck over. I had to go like, it was my mistake. I had to go like make up for it. And he was like more pissed off almost than anything else. But I mean, he does that. And uh, what a minute and a half later, they scored a win game one. Um, I mean, 
you're looking at a potential longtime partner for Jonas Brodeen. Uh huh. And like, think for think, years, dude. Think Jennings Trophy though, right? Like, if they had a similar thing in the NHL right. for like best defensive pairing, that's got to be on the short list next year. And like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to, you know, go too far ahead here and like forecast the kid's whole career playing with Brodeen for whatever, but the between him being as good as he is when he, cause we, I think at this point, even if he wants to sign like a, um, you know, a discounted deal, I cannot see a world where Dumba comes back. I just can't, like they, they can't do it. They just can't do it. So naturally favor is going to be that, that mm-hmm. person. The fact that, Favors already is, is as good as he is. Plus, his partner is going to be Jonas Brodeen to essentially also, like, if he makes a mistake, you have Brodeen, who might be the most underrated defenseman right next to Jared Spurs, and honestly, in the NHL, um, who's just absolutely elite defensively. And I mean, the guy, that, that dude's incredible, too. Some of the plays he made against Dallas in game one. Um, but the thought of those two playing together for years is just so good and i mean i can i really cannot believe how this kid has just stepped in made his debut against a dog shit fucking blackhawks team now he's playing 18 minutes a night in the fucking stanley cup playoffs a week after he loses in the national championship game playing in minnesota like this kid is just unbelievable. Like he is well, like again, I was extremely high on him. I think once they made that trade, I had him right up there as their best defensive prospect. Mm-hmm. And he surpassed what I thought he would do. I'd be this fast. I mean, who knows? It's only been, we have to also say it is great assault here. I guess it is very, very, very small sample size. He's played a total of what three NHL teams, but um, he really just, again, he f- stepped right in and did not look intimidated he's incredibly competitive the skating for him again is just something that elevates him so so above so many other players in the same position um and he's just so smart so i mean what a start book of i mean i get it I, he he may never play a fucking game for the io wild ever no he's never making that road trip down i35 i gotta so for those that haven't watched him, that haven't paid attention to the things we've talked about with him, this will sound insane, but I'm planting the flag right now. Brock Faber is the next captain of the Minnesota Wild. I mean, yeah. That's what Spurgeon's got another, what, four years, I think? Ish. Five? Something Ish. like that? He has years. Yeah, I mean. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows where they go from here? But I mean, he's does seem like a natural fit. Right. And I mean, um, there you go. We'll plant the, I'll plant the flag with you. I'll be there. I'll dig. Um, but Jesus Christ, this kid's fucking. Un- and it really does feel like as the level of competition rises, so does his play, which is just like, it's a dream. So he's a fucking unbelievable dude. And the fact that they've like, this is just the beginning for him. There's it's only going to get better. Like man, the sky's the limit with fucking Brock Faber. Welcome to the national league. Holy shit. And by the way, a lot of fucking young players with how game one unraveled. Fucking, oh my God would go right into a shell. And you would not, they'd not make a single play. They'd probably be intimidated and get scared of getting hit. Nope. 
Brock Faber just got better. So, um, Jesus Christ, what a what a welcome, what a two weeks for the kid. Like, what a two week period for him. Um, Jesus Christ, that'll make you forget losing in a national championship game. By the way, Not uh, really. I don't think, think you'll forget, forget that. that. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> and, yeah, no, it doesn't. But it I'm helps. Never I guess forget that shit numbs dude. the pain. Yeah, 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 yeah. forgetting. Yeah. Uh, but, all right. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. Transition then. I know you were taking some notes uh, before we jumped on. We got all the playoffs going on for the CHL groups. Any players in particular we want to get into before we uh, get into our prospect profile of the week? Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, really, we'll just kind of, I can kind of just run through the guys that are playing still. Um, David Spachek and the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Round one sweep, and they last night completed the sweep of Drummondville in round two. So they are eight and zero with a fucking playoffs so far. Um, he's just doing his thing out there. I think he's got seven points down those eight games. He's a plus seven, um, not just in the power play too. Again, so he's played really well, and that team just seems destined to um, make a big push here for the Memorial Cup. Them and Quebec. Um, Hunter hate they're on the verge of being swept um, by Sarnia. Who's just absolutely loaded, but I thought he's played. All right. Um, he played really well in that first round. Um, and Winnipeg, they're on the ropes. They're playing Moose John. Moose John has kicked the shit out of them a few times. Um, Lambos is playing very much of a defensive role against just a loaded Moose jaw forward group between the guys that got drafted last year, plus their back-end scores, too. Um, so he's only got a handful of points here. After they swept, they kicked the ever-living dog shit out of Vancouver in round one. Um, but he's been utilized very much so in a defensive role, again, just because Moose John, they are just loaded up front. Um, and again, it's the playoffs, so he's probably locking 28, 29 minutes every single night. Then um, overall, he's just been solid. Only a couple of points. I think it's like two assists in the eight games that they've played so far in the playoffs. Um, but again, he's just kind of been their rock because they are heavily relying on him. Basically do everything. Um, and then Kamloops, they, <laughs> like I said, they swept Vancouver. I think they scored like 37 goals in those four games. Uh, Bank here lit it up in round one i think he had like five goals uh he's got 12 points now they are also now kicking the shit out of portland uh so he's already up to five goals seven assists and seven playoff games they're up 3-0 in that series last night was like the first close one where they actually went to overtime and still won um he's had a few bankers had a few games where he's either been first second third star of the game um Masters, the points aren't necessarily there just because they've got Olin Zellweger now, who is like at 2.75 points per game since he went to Camp Loops as a defenseman. <laughs> he is unbelievable, dude. Uh, but Masters is just doing his thing, not really getting a ton of power play time, obviously, not getting as much uh, looks in the offensive zone as he was before Zellweger. But I mean, what are you going to do? Still probably playing 25, 26 minutes a night and just kind of being in a stud. Um, I think he's at like three points in seven playoff games. But um, 
yeah, I figured we just touch on them real quick just to kind of give everyone an idea of what's going on there. Petrovsky, they got the shit kicked out of them in round one. Um, so, yeah, the CHL guys, they're doing the thing. Uh, again, fucking Kamloops is looking like they might shit kick everybody on their way to the Mem Cup, but um, they'll have an interesting um, matchup, whoever they get, either Red Deer or Saskatoon next, and then whoever the fuck comes out of the O. But um, yeah, the CHO guys are just doing their things other than poor hate and the Saginaw spirit just getting the shit kicked out of them right now. Sarnia is loaded. I didn't even realize they are unbelievable. Sasha Pastyov is lighting them up. That'll work. That'll play. Now I got to throw this one in. This one uh, we hadn't talked about before, but popped into my brain. I'm super bummed and disappointed about this. You're probably pretty jacked about it. Marshall Warren going to Michigan. Yeah, going the fifth year. Going to Michigan from BC. Um, interesting. Um, I'll be curious to see what kind of role he gets over there. It won't be the same as he had at BC, obviously. Um, but... I mean, they're poised to lose a bunch of guys, I guess. And he will be a more than adequate depth defenseman for the Michigan Wolverines. Um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I guess that gives them another year where maybe there's... I, I just don't see a, a future with him playing games in Minnesota, but who knows? Um, Trade chip? Kind of? Potentially, yeah. Um, Dude, if we can get a second for McBain, like we can get something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. fucking crazy. I still cannot believe they did that. I mean, yeah, he had a good year for Arizona, whatever. But any um, anytime someone says that Bill Guerin's a bad GM, I'll just point to that. And be like McBain for a second. Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, <sighs> what a choke. It's uh, yeah, no, that's interesting though. But I also wanted to say, it really like they're gonna. Fucking trade Kalen Addison. Well, they have to. If they don't, I'm gonna be real pissed at this point. Like, they, it's crazy. They, they refuse to fucking play the kid. And let, let's let's talk about this. I know we're gonna talk about the Wild later, but I have to get this out there. I feel like aren't they next? Aren't we going there next, anyways? Uh we were. I mean, if that's what you want to do, sure. We can. We can. I can't remember uh, what we, we saw. We can talk the 2023 draft guy for later. That's fine. So sure. let's just get into the Wild then. And for me. Uh, Obviously, polar opposite games, game one, game two. But what I can tell you about both of them, and I don't care, you can point and say, oh, they scored. The power play is fucking atrocious. It is disgusting. And it's not a matter of talent for Jared Spurgeon. I think that he is probably like the most offensively gifted player on the wild. But there's a difference between having the skill and thinking the game the right way, being able to see what's developing on the power play, being able to straddle the blue line like a Klingberg does. Addison, again, I think he has better vision than everyone. He sees and diagnoses a power play better than all of their defensemen. Jared Spurgeon shouldn't be quarterback in the power play. If you want to say that Kalen Addison can't do it because he's bad defensively, whatever. Klingberg's worse defensively. Like, he's on another planet, as he has mentioned many times. He doesn't even know where he's at. But sure, say he's not in. I still think that it needs to be either Klingberg if he gets healthy or shit, swap John Merrill out for Alex Goligoski and give him a try because I still think he's at least more creative on the power play than Jared Spurgeon, who's literally just going to sit there and pass it to his adjacent guy and not really do anything else. 
Like, oh, great. He got the assist on that Kaprizov tip. He threw it at the goalie's tummy, and Kaprizov made an incredible play. That does not make you a good power play quarterback. I am sorry. Yeah, and it's just so crazy how, I mean, beginning of the year, Addison was like right up there with the uh, the rookie scoring lead. But, um, again, like you can't really play in this league if you're just a, a power play specialist guy or there's one thing you do, okay? But it's his first year. How can you label him? I know. Like it's no, I know, but it's. I'm just saying that's. I know. Believe me, I was. That, the, that's I more, that's more like, to Floyd, not to you. Like I'm just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how the Wild see it. They see either Dean is like super butthurt that Kalen Addison would dare to speak out against him when he basically said he's a fucking coward and a little bitch. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy to me. Like I really. The timing of when you started getting scratched made no sense at the time. Like, and then it just like never really, it felt like never really got better for anybody. Like, a, it just was not handled how you would have liked it to be handled. And, uh, you know, he gets back in and first couple shifts makes like one mistake. And you just know that like immediately the fucking coaches are like, yeah, done. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I just like can't believe they're fucking gonna. They're like they're they're gonna fucking trade Kalen Addison, which I never thought I was gonna say at this point last year. That's for sure. Um, I I don't even know. Like, I wonder what the package is gonna like. What does that even look like? I mean, obviously they're, they're only gonna do futures. So, well, picks I mean, and futures. Is, is that <sighs> is the move right there to package him with whatever draft pick you land on and try and move up into the top 15 of this draft and let Judd, like if there's someone that Judd identifies and says, this is a guy that is worth going for. That feels like the only way it makes any sense. I know. Fuck. I just like, it's just fucking blowing my mind that like they are, they're going to fucking trade them. Oh, um, I've already accepted that. Like, I'm it's just so, so crazy out. though, how quickly it happened. Like, like, the the fall from grace like i don't know it's just fucking weird i whatever i don't know i guess that's say la vie i guess i don't know it's i just yeah as you can hear i'm like just sitting here like they're gonna fucking trade them like I, like no runway but i guess it is what it is so um We'll see what that fucking trade looks it's, like. That's, uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge another day because I mean we're not getting anywhere here. No, no, this this is gonna sound mean, but I I intend this as just personal gain. I would love to see him go to Arizona because I will just go all in on Kachina, him and Cooley. Cool. I don't care. Yeah. Load it up. Let's have a fucking time. Which God, I pray that he is not going to Arizona yet. I pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let him go get a college experience, though, eh? Um, Jesus, fucking Kalen Addison, man. Sad. Like, there's um, like, no, just no, whatever. I'm not even going to, whatever. No, we got to move on. We got to yeah, move on. Let's talk about the playoffs. Let's move on. And let's talk about, you already mentioned it before. There's a guy that, even with a discount, not coming back. But he is leaving a hell of an impression for his final uh, swan song here with the Minnesota Wild. I'm, I'm just going to say the name and you go wherever you want with it. Matt Dumba. 
So the hit on Pavelski's side was game one. Like, like since that first big injury that really put him back, was that his best game you've ever seen him play? It's the best one I've seen him play in a year or two, yeah. Like, since that big, big injury that really started this fucking incredible decline. He was, I mean, everywhere. Uh, Defensively sound, obviously fucking throwing body-rocking hits. Then he kept going, did not back down. By the way, that exact... So, like, everyone's like, well, why the fuck are... Like, why do you have Reeves on your team? when he really like no one wants to fight him blah 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 like what's what purpose is he serving uh absolute luxury to have right now where like if the stars want to go after dumba just throw fucking reeves on the ice like okay you are are we gonna we're gonna do this or not because if you touch him i'm i'm here i'm right here right so like again i don't i'm not saying that's necessarily worth giving up anything to trade for reeves whatever whatever but like this is so like Delore this didn't happen. Delorier was essentially useless last year in the playoffs. This year you have Reeves. Dumba gave you a fucking reason that having Reeves might actually be a pretty decent thing here. Yeah, and it, that's me, a stretch, but but for me, Reeves and the whole Delorier team can stand taller by the, the way. same. They are not the same because yes, they're both like Delorier is just a straight up psycho, and I say that as a compliment. Reeves, though, is a guy like you saw them put the graphics up during the game. He has more playoff experience than the majority of this roster. He's a guy. That's because, so funny. He's a hired gun, but he knows how to be smart. Like you heard them interview him and he's like, yeah, like we're not going to go out there and just take stupid penalties. Like we're not going to turn this into a pissing match. If if they want to keep on throwing cheap shots at Carell, it'll be dealt with. And that's all he fucking said. And God damn it, if that's not poetic. Yeah. And, uh, man, this series is good. Holy shit. I got to ask you, though, man. Dumba, was that hit bad? What is your take on the hit? I mean, the hit is a fraction late. Other than that, he did not clip his head. It wasn't a headshot. Did his shoulder hit his head? Yes, that's how it, usually I, it happens. Ty Domi said that the head snapped back. Oh, no, he just he just tweeted a video. Yeah, fucking oh my the god. The one Ty angle Domi. that's inconclusive, zero bias because his son was the one that was chirping away at Dumba, and of course Ty Domi, like one of the cleaner players in the game. So I I get, you know, where you'd want to fall on that yeah. sort. But yeah, no, good call. What a fucking call, loser. Ty. I know that guy sucks. Um, sorry, that, that guy will beat the wheels off me. He's leagues better at hockey than I ever will be. Doesn't mean that his vision's better than mine. And he's you know, you know he's a loser though because he's buddies with Mark Wahlberg, the biggest disgrace in the city. Anyways, I fucking hate that guy. That is a controversial take. We'll unpack. That. No, everyone ask anyone from fucking here. He's a fucking asshole. He, um, yeah, he's a asshole. That's that's kind no, of the no, thing no, out no, there. no 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 no. He's a whatever. Um, do you like his movies? Yeah, they're good. Okay, well, that okay, then we can move on. We're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that hit though. Hang so, on, hang it, on, uh, hang on. Have, have you seen the the fucking bit from uh Andy Sandberg, Mark Wahlberg? Oh, it's dude, it's so goddamn that is one of the best. Hey, dog, ever. <laughs> how you doing? All right, hey, goat, that's a nice beard you have. Did you see the beard I had in the perfect storm? <laughs> Pretty cool, all right? Say hi to your mother for me. 
Sandy mother for me. <laughs> and then they got Wahlberg to actually come back and like clap back at him. <laughs> that was pretty good. But anyways, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. whenever Wahlberg comes up, that's right where my oh, head yeah, goes. Right. Say hi to your mother. Um, say hi to your mother for me. Um, <laughs> no, but the hit, listen, it was a fraction like late, I guess. But um, I mean, you saw that contact, like it was his head hitting the ice, the stick, whatever it, it was. That wasn't the, I mean, the hit fucking rocked him. Holy shit. That's what it wasn't a headshot. It was again like barely late everyone if you can slow it down it looks fucking horrible but play it in fucking real time I'm as you so should tired of fucking slow oh my god they're like look at it took five seconds for him to make contact after the puck left like yeah dipshit because it slowed down <laughs> yeah fucking jesus christ um god damn it and it, it was what it is but like it sucks because it's pavelski everyone loves pavelski and it, I mean, it sucks for it to happen to anybody, but um, there, it's the result, right? And so then people are going to be like, oh, the NHL concussions. What? He hit him. He fucking hit him. He lit him up. Did he need to? Nope. They leave his fucking guy to go fucking lay a huge hit. Yep. Because it's oh, the fucking playoffs. Dude, it is what it is. Then you got journalists sucks. that are shitty. That's crazy. That you got has the set the... coming out and saying, "Let's let's go out there and fucking hurt this piece of shit." And then also the got... fact he brought up Marchment, like that was dude, fucking gross. That dude. was fucking bizarre. What a there, fucking dude, there, there are people defending him. There are people defending him. Like, yeah, this is what happens. Like, okay, you guys are fucking losers. And for me too, though, you've got like, you know, Saad Youssef, who's you know, athletic writer, colleague Russo and Joe Smith, and even he's like. If this isn't something that's suspension worthy, then we need to revisit the rules. Tell me how you're going to rewrite the rule to make that a suspension, unless it's literally suspending people based on results. There, there's no other fucking way. Yeah, I, like I, I'm, I, I try my best to be impartial and unbiased, and like I'm not someone that's going to stand up here and defend a shitty hit. Like I understand too. Like from a Stars fan perspective, I brought this up with Isha the other day. Like. Guess what? Suter lays that exact same hit on Kaprizov. Wild fans are being just as big a donkeys as the Stars fans. So, like, I totally get the emotion. I get where you're coming from. But for professional fucking writers to come out and objectively say that this isn't a clean hit is just bonkers to me. I don't get it. Yeah. It's like – and. You know, you point that out and some people will be like, well, it was such an unnecessary, like, okay, fucking 90% of any hit, like any hits in the league are fucking unnecessary. Like if you're laying a big hit half the time, you don't really fucking need my own urine. Is it? Yeah. No, (laughs) (laughs) it's there. I like the taste. Uh, (laughs) Unreal. Um, But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, any other fan base probably be doing the same thing. Very well, totally. would definitely be doing the same thing. Like, I understand 100%. the but, fan reaction, hundred percent. It's credential writers. professional writers, and oh, I still yeah. think it's fucking insane and disgusting that guy brought up fucking Marchment. Like the kid That's is on so his son's on the fucking team. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a fucking wild dis. Who and also who approved that fucking article? Whatever. What a fucking asshole. He's a piece He's, of shit. Anyway, he, he is an absolute loser. Um, yeah. All right, we, we can move off the Dumba topic, and I'm going to do the same thing I just did with Dumba. I'm just going to drop a name, and you can go wherever the fuck you want with it. Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. And the whole, I mean, so Gustafson, 
what do you mean? 50, was it one saves? Something like that. Set a franchise record. There's no rational reason to change the goalie. Like, I don't care what he says. He's like, well, then what did they, they asked him? He said, well, we've been doing it all year, right? We've been rotating. It's the fucking playoffs, dude. How on – and even, like, after the game, Flurry was like, yeah, Gus, Gus, Gus was unbelievable in game one. I was like, this is fucking insane. Even he wouldn't have put himself in. I really I don't understand the decision just because you've been rotating all year to do it to put him in. He's rolling. Put the kid back in. It's like the exact opposite of last year, last playoff, where they just like decided not to until fucking the last time, the last game. <coughs> and now they're like, well, I did that. Let's just immediately change this year after you win on the road in Dallas, who you historically play like shit against. The guy sets a franchise record. You're like, ah, oh, well, we got to do the exact opposite of what we did last year and make the change. Also, they lost game one last year. So, so he's like, we got to do the opposite and win game one and lose game two. <laughs> Maybe that's where he's at. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad for Flurry, especially like, you know, afterwards, he's just kicking himself. And like, yeah, I love the guy. But I really believe that even Mark Andre Flurry if he was the coach of the Minnesota wild would not have put himself in for game two after your goalie sets a fucking franchise record in game one of the playoff, like the kids fucking hot, like keep them in and do what fucking Barubi did after two games. If he's, if it's not going well, make the changes, not fucking right away. And what, what does he do now? goes back to Gus, right? So he's Mm going to go back to Gus. Wait, what if they lose two to one? We're gonna fucking switch again because they've been switching. They're usually like, fuck with these guys. Like you, you need to get a groove in the playoffs. And again, I just it, it makes no sense. The fact I had to look at my phone seven. I thought it was a prank. I was like, um, they're not doing the same regular season bullshit in the playoffs. Or they, they can't. They can't actually. Do it. He knows you can't do that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's literally the exact opposite of last postseason. The exact opposite, where they just didn't do it until it was way too late. And this year, he just does it after a win, which is insane. Well, but you so, know what the, the, the overlap is of the two? Marc-Andre Fleury. They started with Fleury when... That's what I mean. Talbot. This year, they started with the right guy, and they're like, well, yeah, but we want to get Fleury in. Now, I, I got a couple of things, though. So first and foremost, everyone is freaking out. Flurry shouldn't even be the backup. Bring up. Oh yeah, that's insane. Like, like there's bizarre things being said. Let's be clear. Mark Andre Flurry had a bad game. Bad. The rest of the team was worse than him. The rest they of the were team was terrible. fucking donkey swamp ass bullshit. And we need to realize and acknowledge that that doesn't absolve. Like again, Flurry absolutely could have played better and saved some of the ones that went by. But he did not get a lot of help. Um, but oh no, he got he got he got no help. None. <laughs> but again, it's a breakaway. That goal. Well, he does. He does that like every. He does that like every time. He does that like every single you, time. If you watch it, and again, we're doing the slow mo thing, but like he literally moves out of the way of the puck as that comes through. The way he did it, like it's just fucking stupid. 
But uh, for me, the one thing that I saw, and I don't know what truth there is to this, like it's worth at least bringing up. Supposedly, I don't know this for a fact, but Gus did not eat anything after uh, 1.30 p.m. on Monday for game one. And he was like not in good shape, like halfway through the first overtime because he didn't want to like do anything to fuck up his stomach, whatever. He was in his own head and hey, it worked. He was in the fucking zone. But like maybe he is the one that said like, guys, I don't know if I'm ready to just turn around and play game two. Like maybe Everson is being the big dog and like taking one for the team and pretending like this is the decision he made when really Gustafson came and said, I don't know if I'm good coach. I don't know if I'm ready. Like it's possible, right? Uh, this is the first I am hearing of this again. This this didn't come like it's Where not. Where the fuck did that come from? Interview, but I saw it. Oh, on you, man. <laughs> did you find it on fucking like the deep dark fucking Reddit? Dark web. Dark web. <laughs> is that real? I don't know. That's what I. I, I just throwing it out there. For the percentage chance, that's that like the best through. case. Fucking well, not even the best case scenario. That's actually just, terrible because that means he's Everson, so fucking. It makes Everson a very noble, honorable coach. <laughs> that makes him a great guy. And if that's the case, I'm not gonna fucking eat after 1:30 p.m. ever again in my life. Just hoping <laughs> that it does good things for me afterward. I go oh, fucking no. That's fucking. Who came up with that? I don't even remember, dude. I saw it. I saw it. If a that's different. If times. that's not like, true, maybe this is real. <laughs> if that's if that's not true, who the fuck decided to come up with that lie? Like, who brilliant, came up? brilliant lie, brilliant lie. The fact that they came up with one thirty, like they were like, <laughs> that's sneaky. The funniest part is if if this is not true and someone just made this fucking lie up on Twitter, and of course it feels like something that believed it too. They were like. I hear, I, I fucking hear that Gus didn't eat after lunch. <laughs> he was too nervous to eat dinner. <laughs> and so Dino, Dino stepped in. He goes, oh man, are you okay? No, put flour in. We've <laughs> been rotating all year. This is what we do, guys. Come on. <laughs> we have. Meanwhile, the in the locker room, fucking, they have uh, Gus have said on a fucking IV because he hasn't eaten a thing in forty hours. Fucking, <laughs> like he's just... sitting on the bench with the fucking IV no, tree. No, actually, <laughs> no, no. Let's take it a step further. He's actually in the hospital. That's not even really Gustafson. That's just a double. That's a stunt double. <laughs> that's oh, a, that, that's and that's why they never yanked Flurry in the game. They couldn't throw in the stunt double. <laughs> They couldn't. They couldn't do it. They're like, we well, keep this guy, and they'll know. They'll know. And somehow, some source leaked this to Twitter. If that's a real thing, that actually is kind of concerning because that means he's too nervous to eat dinner. Like he, that, I've never heard of him doing that. Like in junior, when he was playing in Sweden, he's never played in the NHL playoffs. Man, this is the first time, and I, I think I, well, I can't possibly playing. eat. He ate number lunch. One, and just, was number like, one suspect, Z. Ryan Hartman's hairdresser. Oh my god! She broke yeah. this thing open. Probably was her. Had to be. I had to. <laughs> I like. I'm stunned right now. I can't. I, <laughs> I try to stay away from like the rumor shit and like the deep dark 
fucking webbed on like Twitter rumors and bullshit. Like that might be the most insane one I've heard <laughs> on the spot. It's There's fun. no, there is no fucking way that the only reason Mark Andre Fleury, who might be end up in the fucking Hall of Fame, ended up going in for Game Two, because Gustafson didn't eat food after 1:30 p.m. two days before Game Two, and wasn't feeling good halfway through the fucking first overtime, where he also made some insane saves. By the way, apparently completely famished. <laughs> There's no fucking way that's real. <laughs> I can't be. If it is, I mean, fucking good for Dean, I guess. <laughs> but there's no fucking way that's a real story. <laughs> I actually made this all up on the spot. Sorry. I Yeah. The, what, that golf ball shooter McGavin beer has got you all fucking coming up with crazy shit. It's like you're on acid. You're drinking a can of acid just like and this is the end. Um Wow, if that's a real thing, if he really didn't eat after 1.30 p.m. Also, there's no fucking way you'd be that gassed at whatever. I don't know. Maybe you wouldn't be. That's you got, fucking you got, insane. You got the rest of the team that ate past 1.30 p.m. They all ate. Fucking PB and J's and bananas in the locker room. Like, there's something Dumba. Dumba was putting fucking C4 pre-workout on his fucking that whatever he was eating. He was oh Jesus. What was it? His smelling salt, you think? Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> wow, I can't I really can't get over this fucking 1:30 p.m. That's what I hear. He stopped eating right at 1:30, he caught everything off. Why the fuck? Whatever. I I'm all fucking. Oh, your reaction is so much better than the story. <laughs> Why would it? Like, how would it fuck him up for I've, two days? <laughs> he can't play. He was so famished. He has a very strict diet where he always eats at 6 p.m. That's when dinner is every day, and he didn't do it. That fucked his whole week up. Uh, Anyways, we can, we have to move on. <laughs> I'm not – well, I don't sleep. I have insomnia anyways, but I might – this is going to keep me awake for the next four days. This this whole Gustafson didn't eat after 1.30 p.m. and was almost dead. I'm going to text you at 12.30 Central every day now. It's 1.30 Eastern. And be like, no more eating. I, I, you need your reminder. I've done that plenty of times. And I'll tell you, I mean, like, I didn't go play goaltender. I didn't go play goalie in a fucking NHL playoff game. But, I mean... I gotta tell you, this is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. But anyway, if this is true, that's fucking nuts. But good for Dean. Let's just go with it. I guess that's fucking insane. But we gotta move on. You and I like this totally is ruining my day. I need you. I need you to where the, the last topic. What were we doing? Where are we? What planet right, are we on? But all, all we have left, unless there's anything else you want to talk about from. No, I don't want to talk about it. Let's fucking move on. All right, we're moving on then. We will get into the uh, couple. uh, I threw this up late. Apologies, people. But the couple of uh, questions that got thrown in, uh, Z, and uh, we already kind of loosely talked about a couple of these players. Uh, We got RLK with uh, looks like a fucking wolf emoji. I don't know. At official Ruli. I would like to ask about Bankier, Petrovsky, and Spacek. How do you see them progressing, and what do you think they will bring in the future? Thanks. 
Oh, um, Judge Buds. Thanks. Um. Well, I mean, so who is it? Bankier, Petrovsky, what? Bankier, Petrovsky, Spacek. Uh, oh, they even commented additionally under it. Who's Nadinov too? But only if you can. Thanks. So just in general, like, what what do you see for them progressing and like what they could bring for the org? Yeah. So I mean, realistically, the first three, the one that has has probably the most. Um, what's the word i'm looking for the most like potential to be like a high in the lineup high impact guy uh is probably who's a dinov bank here has had an incredible season obviously he's doing things that he's never done in his life before um between how he's scoring plays center he plays wing he defends incredibly well like he plays everywhere for cam loops he's having obviously a career season um you know his future like assuming he makes the nhl which again he signed his contract good for him um it's probably just like a really useful middle six kind of pivot where you can put him at face off or you can put him at center and you can if you need him to like win a face off and kill penalties for you he'll do it he's got some offensive flash we'll see how much at the nhl level there really is there um but the thing with him is just like the kind of development arc, right? Where like he's the trajectory, I guess is the word I'm really looking for is, is just been like astronomical the last three seasons. Um, and I think if he can, like one of the more specific things, if he could just keep working on that skating, like I, I wouldn't say like sky's the limit. Cause I really do think like the guy, he's not going to be like a top six guy at the NHL level, but he'll be a useful middle six relatively impactful player that can really play in all situations. Again, I say, I say this all the time when we talk about bank here, but um, like every coach is like, he's the most low, low maintenance player. Like you can possibly ask, well, like he's a coach's dream where it's like, Hey, I need this bank here. Go like he can do whatever you need him to do. Um, so we'll really see really, I guess what his ceiling is at the NHL level. Um It'll be really. I'll be curious to see what he looks like whenever he does have his first year in the AHL. I'll be curious to see what that looks like. Um, but right now, the trajectory is crazy. Like he's just on another level. But this isn't something like I'm not. If anyone's like looking at his year this year, and might be like, "Oh, future two C." Like, uh, no, that's not. That's not. That's not realistic. But I think he can be a middle six, all situations, um, impactful player. Right and. A lot of that probably be on the defensive side of the puck or just like working super hard uh, with limited offense, but he has skill. Like it's definitely there. The shots pretty good. It's definitely taking a, taking a jump, but um, I just see him as like a classic third line, probably winger can play center um, useful player that you can really just rely on in a bunch of situations, which is an incredibly useful tool or incredibly useful uh, thing to have here in NHL team. So, that's probably going to be his path to the NHL is just being reliable in whatever situation. Um, sure. Same thing with Petrovsky too. I think realistically though, this year's kind of leaned more like he was so up and down this year. Like at the beginning of the year, he was looking like a stud. Uh, same thing with that Owen sound team though. I mean, they were up and down again. They got the shit kicked out in that first round of the OHL playoffs. But um, I mean, again, his path's going to be, being able to be relied on. I think 
this year the defensive side of the game was pretty hit or miss with him. Um, I think he's definitely got an NHL future. Like he'll play NHL games, but um, I think he's got a ways to go before you can really um, feel super confident about that. I think he's got a lot of, there's a lot more development there uh, to be had for sure. But I mean, skating's good. The shot's beautiful. Um, he works really hard when he wants to and he's defensively capable. So, um, but the, I don't really think there's one thing that he does that really stands out that says like, yeah, definitely NHL regular, like for sure. I think he will. I think he is like, I think he's just destined for a middle to bottom six role. And the fact that he can play center and wing is going to be a big plus for him too. But I think he's just going to grow. I mean, you could say this for any kid his age, but he's super young too, by the way. Um, but I mean, he's not the biggest kid in the world. So he really just has to kind of grow just about in every area. But I mean, I still love the prospect. So, um, but in terms of like a guy who's again, another kid that you're not sitting there saying top six, no, probably not. Um, but he can be a useful player. He's just got a lot of growing to do. And in terms of spot check, we'll see. He's got like the NHL lineage. Um, he relies heavily. Like if you want to look at his offense, like he relies heavily on that power play. The skating is very hit or miss with him. Um, defensively, he can be okay. He can be real bad. Like he's got a ways to go. And he was an overager when they drafted him. So um, I think he'll be a guy that plays NHL games. He's a little again, like we talked about this with Kalen Addison being a power play specialist. Like he can't just do this and like expect to play in the NHL. Um, but again, like you look at the World Juniors, he was awesome. So. I'm kind of wondering if, you know, as the love of the competition amps up, if that, if his play will too, but I could see him, I don't know, being a five, five, six guy. But like, even then that probably means you're not like on the power play that much, but maybe um, he's got a ways to go to for sure. Just because, you know, he relies so much on that power play. The defense, I think it's gotten better over time, but as a defenseman, <laughs> like it's kind of weird uh, and scary. So um, he's got a ways to go, but I think he could be a depth bottom pair guy. Um, again, I would just like to see him continue to work on the skating. The skating has got to go um, get better, and he's really got to improve defensively if he wants to be an NHL regular anyways. Yeah. And again, who's a Dinov? This year has made me really a lot. I mean, I was already high on who's a Dinov, but like now I'm just like straight up bullish on this kid. Like he absolutely has potential. I'm not saying it's likely, but he's definitely got top six potential. Like you're looking at what he does right now. They use him in every situation, defensively, offensively. Um, he does quite literally everything for that Scott team over there. He's got a year, another year of development playing in like probably the second or third best league in the world. Um, and had once he signed that contract, they really started fucking using him. Um, he's awesome. Like he's just so good. The thing that he's just gonna have to overcome is that size thing. So he's gonna have to continue getting getting stronger. Um, but I think his inside game took a big step. He wasn't as on the he wasn't on the periphery as much this year. So he's got a path to potentially being a top six guy um and if it's at if it's at center who knows maybe you'll see a fucking caprizov who's a dinov you're of second line in the future who knows 
Oh, the obs. Love it. That would um, be incredible. So last question we'll do here from Twitter before we uh, do our, again, 2023 draft prospect profile. <laughs> um, I'm going to change the wording here a little bit because I feel like you could go off on this for a little bit. But uh, Matthew at MN Wild Talk. I'm going to just frame this up as wild picking somewhere in the twenties. Who's someone that you think's realistically there this coming draft that you love and would like for them to grab? Like, give me one guy. Oh man. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's this year has been so weird for a lot of these guys. Like All right, anyone that you think could go 15 or later, go with who's a guy that has a chance to fall to the wild that you would be obsessed with. No one really like, obsessed with, but like, I mean, I love, I mean, I love Fisker Molgard, but they've got probably a good amount of him already in terms of at the center position. I mean, a guy like Nate Danielson, who's like, I think he's like six foot, six foot one center, high, high offense defensively hit or miss, but had a monster year for Brandon um, put up a ton of points, played really well. So if you're looking again, like you're probably looking at centers, right? So, I mean, we'll see, I mean, even a kid like Charlie Stramel, who's just a big absolute mutant for Wisconsin. Um, we'll see what that looks like with that coaching change too. Charlie Stramel will be there. He'll probably be there in the uh, fucking second round. He's, he's not old enough to really get much playing time in Wisconsin now that Hastings is there. So that could be a problem. Yeah, that's a good point too. Um, <laughs> fucking Jesus. Sorry, I had to. Um, um, okay. Yeah, I had to. So, but that's the center with size there, and then like I don't know, Dvorsky's probably gonna fall. Um, you think Dvorsky has... could fall that far? Uh he's probably yeah. That would be delightful. Uh, I yeah, he's he's had a bad year. He's had an entire year of just bad hockey. I'll sign up for that. I'll take that yeah. risk. I think he'll be like a like he's. Trending towards like a middle six player guy. Like I don't know. It's it's crazy because there's there you'll see flashes of it. Um, like the really high end play. You know, one guy that I think could fall too, and like this the it's uh he's always like right next to Dvorsky is like a guy with Edward Shala. Shale. He just like chooses when he gives a shit, like a lot. Like the engagement is just like absent so often but the skill is fucking insane like he's a legit he's legit but he just like doesn't bring it so often but i don't know i mean like Dvorsky, realistically he'll probably go before then but if you're going off like this year i think there are a lot of a lot of a lot of people will have him trending down like he has not trended up because i mean at this point last year he was top five right and i mean he's falling i'll take so, that gamble so every we'll time. see <clears throat> all right fun well then let's let's wrap this up man we have the latest 2023 draft prospect profile that's right tom willander he is awesome i love tom willander like you want to talk about the i mean realistically the opposite of uh we just talked about divorce trading down this year willander is i mean he has a chance to go in the first round so uh, big, I think he's six foot one, six foot two, right around 190, 185, somewhere. Uh, right shot defenseman, every bit as mobile 
in terms of just like four-way mobility as a guy like Axel Sandin Pelica. Um, the thing with Willander is he just does everything incredibly well. So whether that's in transition, just first pass out of the zone. Um, again, the skating is is like elite, elite skating. Um, and like he's got all the tools in the world where he has the size. He defends incredibly well. The hockey IQ is there. Whether it's in zone defending versus rush D, keeps a good stick, will absolutely keep a good gap. When he wants to be physical, he'll be physical. Um, and again, like he doesn't lose the puck. I think one of my my buddies, I think he's elite prospects, but Lassie Allen, and that he does the tracking data. His like passing, his like first pass accuracy, or just like passing accuracy in general is like ninety eight percent. Like he just doesn't, he does not turn the puck over ever. Um, the thing with him, he's got all the tools in the world. Is he just like? I mean, he's kind of like we talk about Brock Faber. Um, he just kind of refuses to like experiment and try to use the tools, but he's just incredibly conservative defenseman. Um, but what that means is this kid plays mistake free hockey. Um, and he was Rogla J20 J18, their best defenseman. And he's probably, I think he's so he just like played. Maybe did he even play one? He only played two SHL games this year for Rogla. He could have played more, but he decided not to himself. He chose to not play in the SHL because he's, I think the rumor is he'll be at BU next year. Um, but anyways, you're talking about this kid. He's six foot one, 190, four way mo- mobility, one of the best skaters in the draft. Um, incredible first pass, defends at an elite level. I mean, he's like a perfect defenseman. The only thing is just like his offense. I think he actually ended up leading his team, though, in defenseman scoring. But that's just like a lot of him just like kind of throwing the puck at the net. Hopeful. We talked about, I used to, what we say about Jack Peart or uh, Kyle Masters, just like kind of getting it in the corner and like throwing it at the net. That's kind of what he does with it. But um, he's got all the tools. And again, like we talk about ASP, Sandy Pelica. Um, and how good of a skater he is, Will Anders right there with him. So he is a kid that has potential to go in the first round. He's definitely trending that way. Um, but he's one of my – he might be my second or third favorite defenseman in this draft. Like, he's fucking awesome. Um, and, again, it's, like, nothing, like, that's going to blow your mind, nothing, like, not like, the sexiest pick of the world, but, like – he just does everything incredibly well. He's the most reliable defenseman probably in this draft. Um, so for me, I would take him in the first round for sure at the at, right at the end there. So, uh, but yeah, basically, no, if you've you got a second, you're taking him. No questions asked. Even, oh yeah, next even question. If you're no, not no. looking for that position, quote unquote, I take him. I take him. He's perfect. Like he's just so fucking good. <laughs> he's he's just solid. Again, it's like if he can really like try to actually use those tools the skating and like the hockey iq he has the potential to make some really great plays defensively and realistically again he was i think in the j20 this year i'm gonna pull it up he had uh, 25 points in 40 games for a guy that's i mean they also he's oh he did score cold in the uh he was i think it was j18 rogola one 
the actual the whole thing and he scored the game winner in that one um but i mean playing 25 26 minutes a night doesn't matter like he's just a beast so i love he's one of my favorite defense in the draft again probably my second or third favorite and i think he should go in the first round but we'll see love it and can you remind me i forgot where is he playing in the next year or two he might go to bu the rumors he'll be at bu but right now he's playing at rogola in sweden <clears throat> i was just kidding because i assumed that you were very happy that he'd be playing in boston Mm. I am. I will be there at every game, probably. But yeah. Beast. Love Sunship. We did it. We did the thing. Only a little bit over an hour. And again, that's because of the Twitter questions. And once we put that out there, we had to take no, it. No, it was because of fucking Gustafson. I, I was just going to say, I didn't factor in the Gustafson piece. Otherwise, I would have never asked for I questions. I so. believe it. We can do a whole fucking episode <laughs> on Gustafson not eating after one one thirty p.m. specifically. No, that, that's what it's got to be tomorrow, or I guess today, as people listen. Just like message people at like one forty-five, be like, "Hey, was, is Gus still eating?" <laughs> I mean, that's just what a rumor. It's incredible. But all right. Let's let the good people out of here. I mean, all three of you that are still listening at one thirteen in here. Um, thank you, as always, for tuning in. I think we'll be back next week. And um, never eat. Actually, no, always eat after one thirty because apparently in two days you'll be too dead to do anything. Um, always eat after one thirty. Please eat dinner. All right, see you. Whatever we see you. Oh. Uh.